What's up, YouTube? I'm live. I got the live signal. We are live. Hello, everyone. Let me get this started over here on my end so I can see the chat box and keep up with everything that's going on out there in the world. What's up to everyone? Uh, it is April the 22nd of 2018 amidst the weirdest spring I have ever, ever, ever encountered. Between the temperatures, uh, between the rain, the cold snaps, the late cold snaps, the all the just chaos that's going on with this spring, here we are, it's April the 22nd. Interesting thing is, is we're so far behind agronomically where we are this time of year as to where we were last year. It's bizarre, extremely bizarre. So hopefully, hopefully things will begin to return to normal at some point some point all right we are in we're in the chat window let me uh get this taken care of here and then i will check and see who all is tuning in give some hellos let's see here haha <laughs> got it ryan quick what's going on my man fabian how are you in virginia we are still nice transition temperatures now waiting on some rain on tuesday We've got a little bit of rain moving through right now. It is supposed, well, we're supposed to get like, uh, let's see, 0.6 inches tonight and then maybe another 0.32 going into tomorrow, the first half of the day. So uh, much needed rain. I will take it. We're actually starting to show some needling taking place as of Friday while I was out. So, um, some cooler rain will be well embraced. You know how that goes. Alan Thompson, what's up with you? Good, sir. Hope all is well. My man, Ray, green doctor from Hawaii, rainy and clouded over in Hawaii. Ray, have y'all had some decent temperatures yet? Because I know we have not here. We definitely have not. CW, how are you, sir? Armando, how are you? Good, sir. Connor Ward, my favorite. Kentucky Bluegrass Yard of all time. Colonel Corn, how are you down there in the beautiful worlds of Savannah, Georgia? One of my favorite places to go. David, how are you? Good, sir. Tyler Jux, yes, I am ready for some green Bermuda. Uh, it's interesting because my Bermuda greened up to about 70, 80, 85% green. And uh, then we had a temperature dip down to 29 on Monday, and uh, it dinged it pretty hard. It's recovered for the most part now, but uh, in one of the videos I'm editing right now, I show that. Um, just about all of the aerated area, the mechanically aerated area, has caught up to the air eight in terms of green up. It's pretty interesting there. Uh, Fabian RGS is doing his magic on my lawn, but we'll hope to get some more down tomorrow before the rain moves in. That's the way to do it. Uh, Armando, you made it a point not to work late today. Man, it's Sunday. You shouldn't be working today, brother. At some point, you got to take a break. I know it's the time of year where you got to get it to get it, but uh, I hope uh, I hope you do find some moments to take a break and enjoy and <laughs> some time off. Grass Daddy, how are you, sir? It was, I believe we were just talking over text message, I believe. Uh, not enough sun of the Bermuda and the Zorja is struggling. Yeah, I hear you, ma'am. We're kind of in the same thing. Kind of in the same thing. Telly Coleman, how are you, good sir? My uh, Casey Turner, drinking a beer with a little debris fire. I'm not going to lie. I had a... Uh, I had a pretty big fire yesterday myself. I had a lot of stuff I had to get rid of, and boy, did it turn out big. I'll have to shoot you a picture of it. It was quite the sight. Colonel, I did get the autofocus worked out, and I'll tell you how I got the autofocus worked out. I turned the freaking thing off, fixed it. 
you turn off autofocus and all of a sudden it stops trying to autofocus. So that's a, it was a great fix. Glad I found it. Uh, Ryan, we've had so many temp drops below freezing that I'm ready for normal. Me too. I'm tired of the temperature drops below freezing. However, if it keeps the disease out of the fescue at this point, I may be okay with it. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Fabian, you're at work too, man. Night shift until 7 a.m. Brother, I hate it for you, man. I hate it for you. Stephen Duncan, good to see your name in here from Bamako, Mali. Uh, he is a service member, part of our United States Army, stationed in West Africa. Uh, headed home soon. Thank you for all you do, Stephen. I appreciate it. It was good talking to you the other day. Uh, Grass Daddy almost got down some Air 8 today, but life comes at you fast. <laughs> I, know how that is. I know how that goes. I know that how that goes. I made it a point to take at least the weekly show off. Otherwise, I have a Bowling Green uh, to mow later today. Man, goodness gracious. What what is a bowling green? Do you, are you, are they actually bowling on the on the lawn? I don't know what that means. Um, one of the speaking of diseases, cool season turf. Can we see any right now? Uh, Casey, anything you would see right now that would be disease related and cool season turf would be potentially dollar spot beginning to show its head. I could see that beginning to happen. Um, for those guys that deal with necrotic ring spot, that may be beginning to kind of show its head. Still may be a little bit cool for that. For uh, hel Helminthosporum, sporium, so those are going to be your leaf spots and melting out diseases. Those will be prevalent right now. So uh, those particular diseases are you know kind of in the midst. Some of them surfacing. I've seen more. Uh, Helminthosporium than probably anything while I've been out. Um, and uh, luckily I haven't had to deal with any of it. So that's a, uh, you know, count your blessings where you can. Uh, finally warm enough for us to spray bio green goodness tomorrow. There you go, Judy. Time to, time to fire it up and get it on out. That's all right. The lawn care. Now, how are you, Alan? Good to see you here, buddy. And just finished watching your video actually right before I came live. And, uh, you know, the number of times I have put blades on upside down, uh, it's pretty embarrassing how uh, the number of times I have. So, you know, you know. Uh, yes, they are. Australian rules lawn bowls, Bermuda at less than 0.2 inches. Less than a quarter of an inch. That's pretty low. That is almost down to uh, greens level. I would say that may have a little bit of roll on a stent meter. We all know how that goes. That's uh, that's pretty tight rowing, uh, mowing there, Ray. Mower blades at all, Alan. Uh, it's all good. Let's see. Treatments. Treatments. Melting out is code for something, isn't it? Melting out is code for, uh, you know, hel Helminthosporium. And, um, they, okay, so Helminthosporium and leaf spot diseases, they all kind of work in the same uh, bacterial family. And... They all pretty much do the same thing. So, interestingly, they tend to be taken care of as it gets hot outside. This is for cool season grass. And about that time, it usually it transitions from leaf spot into brown patch. So, um, they're treated the same way. So, you would use your uh, you know DMI fungicide. So, uh, something that's going to be uh, systemic like propiconazole or uh, which one is it thiophanate methyl uh, myclobutanil all of those would work and then you could also use some of the more powerful ones like the strobilurin so your azoxystrobin your uh, fluoxystrobin so your fame your heritage um, headway all of those would work well as well Man, I just watched a video from Bermuda Blades Lawn Care that said, do not put triple 10 on Bermuda. My soul test from NC State said to put triple 10 on my yard. Do you have any input on this? Um, there's there's nothing wrong with triple 10. Um, you know, if you're 
you know, triple 10 can be a, a great supplement if you're dealing with conditions where you may be low in phosphorus and potassium. That's a great way, uh, especially if you're doing any kind of establishment. So you're doing some seeding or sodding. Um, you know, that's a, I mean, what a, what a wonderful way to get all that down at one time. Um, and yeah, so yeah, absolutely. You can, uh, I don't know where he's coming from. I don't know, uh, which, which condition he was talking about. He, he may be dealing with something that already is happy and he's saying, keep the 10, 10, 10 off of it. Uh, because you know, down South is, it's kind of like the, that's what everybody told you to do. You know, oh, my yard's the best it's ever looked. And all I've ever done to it is put triple 13 on it or triple 18 or triple 20 or triple 10. Uh, it's always a triple something. And that was always the best it looked. You put it down at triple the rate. And that's the, it's the triple best. So um, he may be coming from that point of view or just saying that, you know, listen, that's, that's not the way to do it, you know. Uh, but, you know, if you're dealing with, with situations where you're low in P and K, then absolutely nothing wrong with triple 10. So it's a good it's a good tool to keep in the toolbox. Uh, long range temps seem to be a bit below average this time of year until the end of the month. Then we'll hit some nice seventies and eighties. Fabian, we're kind of doing the same thing. We have yet to really hit anything consistent into the eighties, and typically we're there by now. And, uh, and then as we begin to cro encroach into May, that's when we start to have those spikes into ninety. And usually by May fifteenth is when I'm dealing with brown patch. So right now. For the conditions to change in the next 22 days for me to begin to see brown patch, I would be blown away. I think it's going to be closer to the end of May this year before we start having to deal with warm diseases and cool season grasses. Uh, good evening, Bill Blake. <laughs> Building an ark in Atlanta. Send some of it up this way. Send some of it up this way. Uh, let's see here. Uh, everybody's, everybody's giving, I like this. Everybody's giving Alan Hayne just a little bit of toughness. That's all right. That's right. And I'm not gonna lie. I'm having a tough time keeping up with the chat here. Um, I don't mean to air your dirty, dirty laundry, uh, Alan, but sometimes somebody's got to do it. And that, that's going to be me. I will do that. Don't tell me to meet up on May 18th. We'll be in Knoxville for a wedding on the 19th. Absolutely, Ryan. Come on in. Just come straight to my house. I will uh I'll text you my address and just come over. Just show up. Bring the family. We'll we'll uh we'll fire up the Barbie and throw some meat on. We'll have us a good time. I hope you enjoy sweet tea because we drink a lot of it around this house. Matt, have you seen results with your lawns that you treated with green county fertilizer similar to what John did over his 10-day videos looking at actual roots, etc.? Um, Colonel Corn. Okay, so <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't have time to go back to my my yards and and pull cores and check the root system, but I tend to get a pretty quick visual feedback whether what I applied worked or didn't. And then as you start to move through the seasons and watch the seasonality shifts of using the Green County Fert products, um, have I seen similar videos and I mean similar results in ten days? If I'm hitting it in prime conditions, yes, absolutely. Um, but if I'm putting it down in May, then no, I'm not going to see a 10 day turnaround like that. Um, so, and I'm, I'm not pulling cores and, and checking roots either. Uh, it'd be something to do. I definitely can do that. And, uh, but I think it would look very much the same as he does, but there is a significant difference between yards that are treated with green county fertilizer products and yards that are not treated with green county fertilizer products. Um, and in particular, this one, I'm, I'm I, it's, this is a newer property I just picked up. Um, I picked it up because he said, I don't understand. There is always a defined line between my property and this other property. I mow it taller than him. Uh, I'm, I mow it more frequently than, than he does. Um, I water more regularly than he does and I don't get it. And really what it comes down to is, um, the one that looks better probably has a better established root system. So anyway, you know, I picked that up and we're going to start doing the, the humic acid, uh, regimen on him too, and, uh, monitor how that, how that works out. First application haven't been done yet, but that'll be video documented, of course. 
May might be tricky. We get some cooler nights and days earlier from what I've been looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a friend mow an entire field with the blades on, but not lowered. <laughs> Jim Willis, how are you, sir? Good to see you. Uh, question about fungicide. When they say change up mode of operation, are they talking about contact and systemic or something else? It's a great question, Jim. Okay. When they're talking about mode of action, what they're talking about are they group fungicide. So if you look at a fungicide label, so for instance, you pull up a label for heritage, heritage fungicide. At the top, it's going to say group whatever fungicide. Um, let me pull it up and I'll show it to you on the camera right now. And <clears throat> so for instance, with Fungicides that come from the same group, that means they have the same uh, mode of action. So we'll look here. Let me transition to this so I can see what I'm showing you. Um, up here at the top, it says group 11 fungicide. So heritage is azoxystrobin as the active ingredient. That's a group 11, 11 fungicide. If you look at the label for fame, Fame is going to be a group 11 fungicide. If you look up the uh, fungicide called Pillar G, Pillar G is a group 11 fungicide. That means they all have the same mode of action. So if you want to mix up modes of actions, you can do that in single applications or you can rotate in and out fungicides. So uh, for instance, you can go with azoxystrobin, that may be a group 11 fungicide, and then switch to propiconazole, uh, which is group, let's see if I can find what propiconazole is. I, can, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's a, it's a different mode of action. It is going to be a different group. Um, this is not the original label. Uh, what was it called? It was called Banner Max. That'll have it on there. Uh, but you want to, to mix those uh, or, or rotate those. And the reason being is that like Syngenta has one mode of action. It's going to attack the disease in basically one way. So Banner Max is a group three fungicide. So I will show that real quick. Switch screens. That is a group three fungicide. It's backwards. I'm sorry. Um, so that's what they're saying. They that you want to rotate groups of fungicides when when they're talking about mixing up modes of action. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a systemic and a contact because you can use two different systemic products uh, that just have two different modes of action. So uh, the strobilurin fungicides are going to be systemic fungicides. Um, and then you can also use DMI fungicides, which are systemic fungicides, but they're two different modes of action. Hope that answers your question. This is the point of the John Perry Hitley, Florida. I was getting the rooting action that St. Augustine was experimenting on. Yeah, yep. It rolls on a stint meter. My normal height of coat cut is 0.15. Wow, man, that is incredible. That is incredible. Yeah, that's right. Grass Daddy and uh, Connor Ward are total lawn savages. And not only is that, uh, Connor Ward has a savage, uh, sweet handlebar mustache because Connor Ward has no fear. He's man's man. Uh, thanks for the video on explaining uh, Milo. You know, it it is what it is. It's a it's a wonderful. My favorite thing about Milorganite is that it gets people so excited about their yard and you know and it, it consistently delivers results so uh as a as an introduction into lawn care you know i mean you have to pay your respects to milo because it is what it is uh you put it out you know what you're going to get it's going to work and um and you know it turns a a person into uh, a four lifer with their yard and that's irreplaceable really um I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip. <laughs> this is fun. Hard times, hard water player. Uh, we're getting there. Thanks. Hey, man, I appreciate that. Ronald Parrish says, Matt. Oh, whoa. I missed it. I missed it. 
Let me see here. <laughs> Some of the comments are hilarious. This is the best show ever. This is the best show ever. Uh, entertaining, at least on my end. Uh, I got private messages coming in and everything. This is hilarious. Um, Matt, do you think you should use the Air 8 in the spring or fall using the BioStem pack, Michigan, Kentucky, bluegrass, just finally thawing out? Okay, Ronald, it's it's probably up to you. So I would prefer you to use it in the spring. And, you know, again, one thing to keep in mind is that, you know, I don't work for Green County Fertilizer. I understand how the products work and I can apply the theory to the principle. And so that is kind of, when I when I say I would apply it a certain way, I'm not the maker of this. I don't work for them. I don't know what they suggest. I don't know what they recommend. I, all I can tell you is my opinion on how I would use it based on what I understand of the product. So I just want to make that clear. Uh, <laughs> so I would use it in the spring because a spring application leading into the heat of summer by opening up that soil surface for increasing the airflow to the root system. Again, it's all pointing towards that program to help drive roots. You know, John Perry said something to me that is, I mean, it just makes sense. He says, it's not about the product, it's about the program. So Air 8 as part of the program to drive roots. So you've got a product like RGS designed to drive roots. You got a product like Dethatch that is designed actually in a roundabout way to drive roots. You got a product like Air 8 that's designed to drive roots. It's all about driving roots. So using it in the spring as you're beginning to lead up into the heat of summer, using Air 8 as a pre-stress pre conditioner, I like the use of it going that way. Um, that is how I'm using it. I'm using it now as a pre-stress conditioner moving into my disease season. So um, anyway, that's what I would recommend for you and your, your Kentucky bluegrass. Same thing. Uh, Alan Thompson, how far am I in around two? Not far enough. Not far enough. I'm making really good progress, um, but it's uh, I'm always behind, and I always feel behind, even though I'm I'm not really behind. I am kind of behind. Um, I just you know a lot of just special projects creep up here and there, and then you know I try and take care of stuff for friends and. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm about halfway through round two right now, I guess is, is about where I'm at. Now nah, I'm moving into the second half of, of round two. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, I'm thinking Connor Ward could be the Cody's lab of lawn care. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love throwing my meat all over the place, Alan. Oh, this is great. I guess I'll accept being labeled a savage. I prefer grass rule break breaker. And Connor is the grass rule breaker. That, that is true. Uh, our temps are still crazy on the low side, but we were starting to get a lot of broadleaf weeds already. Safety is pro diamond 4SC with the three-way cool season turf. Absolutely, GC Bailey. Yeah. Uh, if you're cool, it's okay to use three-way. The risk with three-way is when it's hot. Uh, heat exaggerates the effects of 2,4-D, which is one of the ingredients in a three-way. So absolutely, if you're dealing with cool weather, um, you the only real risk there is that it may be too cool. And in that, you may want to add a kicker to the mix like triclopyr, like carfentrazone quicksilver, like dismiss sulfentrazone. Those will all be kickers to help increase the efficacy in Situations where it may be too cold to have um, a, a pretty quick uptake of the herbicide. So keep that in mind. The risk is with the heat, not the cool. <laughs> How often should you put down RGS on Zoysia Turf? Bill Blake, I don't think there's really a good answer for that. Um, it depends on the whole total program. I can't just comment and say, oh, yeah, it's RGS. Do it four times. I don't know. It comes down to rates. It comes down to timing. It comes down to your the fertility load that you're going to be applying in conjunction with your RGS. 
there's a lot of of options there um, that it's, it's hard to say just how many times. Um, you know, like for me personally, you know, it goes out round one and then it goes out round four and then it goes out air raid overseas. So it goes down and then it goes down six and seven. So I put it down five times at one gallon to the acre through the course of the year. So it's only five gallons to the acre per year. That's um, that's a, a pretty low to medium rate. Uh, if you look at some of the other humic acids, well, if you look at other humic acids on the market, you see a really wide variety of suggestions. So it's, um, I don't think there's really a pure answer, truthful answer that I can give on how often you should do it. I don't know that answer at all. So since this is long ago, what's the best kept secret for getting tasty tomatoes? Love the chat tonight. What's the next whiteboard session? Uh, Colonel Corn, I'm actually doing two of them in conjunction right now. I'm still wrapping up my, my cool season program. Um, this is not going to be a tell you how to make a cool season program. This video is telling you how to draw up a cool season program yourself. So it's, it's giving you all the information you could possibly need to take bits and pieces of principles and applied science and then combine all that knowledge you put into your head and things you learn from Alan and things you learn from Connor and things you learn from John Perry and and things you learn from Pete Denning because Pete Denning's got you know he he does amazing things with fescue you combine all that to be able to draw up your own program because every yard is different and every yard I come across truthfully needs its own program. You can ask Ray green doctor from Hawaii, Ray, how many different programs do you need to run through the course of the year? Ray does not run a single program. He reacts to different cultural stresses to, to different environmental stressors, uh, to different cultural practices, uh, different watering, you know, cycles and, and all of that goes into how you build your program. And um, as, as homeowners, for something that you're on every day, or even as professionals, something you're doing every day, you want to build the best program possible, but still have the flexibility to make changes when you need to make changes. So that's next on the whiteboard. Uh, also, um, it's kind of interesting. You know, so when I went to Loncology, the Lon the Loncology Summit in uh, Orlando with John Perry and friends. One of the topics I talked about was um, herbicides. That was that was my my presentation. It was, it was herbicides, and I was talking about how the distributors are out to get you. And then I kind of reaffirmed that in the screaming green video and talked about my situation there. And that you know, also paints the picture of why I'm jaded. Uh, really, because I'm a little unfair about it, but uh, I am jaded about it. And um, and this is, you know, my opinion piece. Uh, so anyway, one of the other distributors contacted me and said that they were going to send off John Perry's material to have it tested because there's no way John Perry can have in his jug what he says he could have. Uh, so they sent it off and got it tested. And uh, it came back and everything that John Perry said was in the container was in the container. So what's interesting is the company they sent it to to have it tested had as a line item list point were competitive sales considerations or something. Basically, it was how to sell against John Perry's humic products. And I, I knew then I was not supposed to have this piece of information. Uh, and, and two, it just reaffirmed that everything I thought that, you know, your distributors are out to get you because it came back and everything that was supposed to be in the jug was in the jug. And even after they admit that, they still tell how to sell against John Perry's product, calling it inferior. And pointing at, you know, the use rates. Oh, we recommend lower use rates, even though we have the same thing on the label as he has on the label. Uh, he recommends higher use rates. So use that as a selling point. So it's just, you know, it's one of those things. It's one of those things. Josh Whitaker, 
Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. For those of you that don't know, I'm actually glad to see Josh Whitaker's okay. Uh, I just want to say to everybody in Nashville, one, I'm glad you're okay. And uh, two, I hope whatever's going on down there that that guy gets um, apprehended or at least brought to a situation where he's no longer a threat to the community because that is just so sad and it's, it's terrible when it hits close to home like that. Uh, so um, keep everyone in Nashville in your thoughts and prayers because they're going through a tough time. Is there a good site that has a library of grasses showing them with seed pods or where I can reference my crappy grass coming up in certain areas? Fabian, uh, UT, let's see, TennesseeTurfGrassWeeds.com is a pretty good one. Uh, there's some other ones. I want to say Purdue has a good one out there and stuff too. Um, if you search like grassy weed identification, uh, typically you, you'll find some sites that do just that. California air rates almost year round. What would be the ideal? I, I messed up. I, I went too far down. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. I found it. What would the, be the deal with pre-emergent apps at or around the time of court aeration, even when using Air 8 as well? With Air 8, it's not going to be as much of an issue because you're not creating the soil disturbance. Now, I will tell you, I've never had an issue with pre-emergent and aeration and breakthrough. Now, I may be unique in that. It may be due to my soil structure. There's a lot of different variables that, that go into that, but I've never had that issue here in Knoxville. That being said, um, people do have that issue, and uh, and it may break it from you know 99% efficacy down to 88% efficacy. So it may not be significant, but it may be enough. So ideally, for perfect timing of your pre-emergent, you it may be that half and half approach. So get down your half rate pre-aeration, then get down your half rate post-aeration. Um, with the air rate, I don't think that's going to be as much of an issue because it's not enough of a disturbance of the soil surface. Uh, Alan turned me on to it for sure last year. I have some small areas to spray air rate and RGS with a hand sprayer. How many ounces to the gallon is safe to mix with water? Um, I, I mean, you can, you can mix it however you want. Um, I'm, I don't understand what, what is your concern? So, like, for instance, I apply Airy and RGS, Tom, at my total output volume is 12 gallons to the acre. So I apply 32 ounces of total material per thousand square feet. So if I'm using Air 8 and RGS, um, that means 256 ounces of my 12 gallons uh, is that product. And that makes up a pretty extreme percentage there. Uh, in fact, I mean, I've, I've gone crazy and I sprayed a full rate RGS not diluted on a yard before, uh, with no issues. So, um, I think you'll be safe to mix that at whatever rate it is you're trying to use. My neighbors just canceled their true green guys and i advise them to start following you and alan on here well thank you sir thank you baby ryan grass factor lcn connor all chatting it up i'm all good here where's grass daddy and ryan at great grass daddy's here ryan nor where are you sir where are you good man look at this we're getting the lawn care family together this is so fun this is hilarious I'm distributing the four gal soil activator pact uh over my 2300 square foot this year so we're going to see how well the more is better approach works. Um, it can be. It can be. I, you know, Nathan, it's all about finding that sweet spot. I don't think anybody knows the answer to that yet. So, you know, hopefully you'll get that figured out this year. And there you go. Three ounces per gallon of air eight, seven ounces per gallon minimum. Yeah, man, you'll be fine at that. You'll be fine at that. Uh, let's see here. I met with John Perry last week. He has... Uh, on channel lots of questions for him yep he does have his own channel um his channel is lawncology 
That is uh, John Perry's uh, get go there. My mom's here. It's all right. We're we're ready to we are rocking and rolling. My mom is here, y'all. Hey, mom. Uh, I had a fert rep tell me that Dow has done testing with dimensions showing that it can have post emergent activity even on bigger plants as late as through June, just slower to kill it. Thoughts? CW, good luck. Um, I know people that have good, well, I say good success with as far as tillering. Um, and then also, is it, no, I would not hedge your bets that uh, Dimension is going to work on bigger plants as late as through June. Just slower to get, I, I just, I, I don't buy it. Even if you, maybe if you're running it with an organosilicone and crop oil concentrate, like dynamic, maybe. Um, maybe if you're running it with LI 7000, maybe. Um, or LI 700, I, you know, I just, I don't see it, CW. I really don't. Uh, I think it's, I think it's wishful thinking at that point. Uh, in regards to soil samples, I was extremely low on NPK levels. I applied recommended 10 pounds per thousand, 10, 10, 10. Should I take another soil sample in a few weeks to see where I'm at now? Uh, no, if that was the, the uh, recommended rate, then you should be good. Um, uh, at that point, uh, I would begin to focus on your end levels, but you already applied a pound of in, so give it a little bit of time. You know, let that let that flush through for a few weeks, and uh, and then I would probably follow that up with another shot of nitrogen more so than I would another shot of P and K. If you did want to apply P and K, I would probably just apply K uh, because K moves through the soil really quickly. P does not. P, once it's applied, it's pretty much there. So uh, if you want to focus on something, you could do like a 20010 or a 2005, something along the lines of that. Uh, my thinking has been air eight and humic 12 in early spring before the grass is grown to open up the soil and get the humic down in there. Then the RGS when the grass is actually growing. Um, okay, so let's see here. I would go, I would actually do that backwards. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I like that. I like that. Yes, RGS when the grass is back to actively growing because the application of the kelp to the actively growing grass is going to help maximize that shoot and root production. So yes, I like that a lot. Uh, dimension applied at one gallon per thousand square feet application volume of surfactant will kill fairly large crabgrass. Okay. Um, I did not know that. And so there you go. Ray to the rescue. Uh, let's see, North Texas, Bermuda grass, taking it down to one inch, corator two weeks ago, detached last weekend, lots of stolen. Should I use a verticutter and overseed or scratch the verticutter? Uh, you can you can verticut, but there's no reason to overseed. Um, you know, lots of stolen is, is a good thing. So what I would do is just go ahead and verticut it and then uh, go ahead and, and get you get you down a, a good good application of fertilizer and get that baby growing and filling in. That's the beautiful thing about Bermuda grass is that you don't have to overseed it. No matter really how hard you tear it up, you don't have to overseed it. Uh, and it likes that aggressive uh, cultural practice where you're really tearing it up. So things like phrase mowing that are extremely violent, verticutting that's extremely violent, it tightens up the Bermuda grasses to the benefit of it. And that's without having to reseed it. So if anything, you know, begin spoon feeding your nitrogen to help help that recovery process. I have the only green lawn right now in my subdivision and the fertilizer guys caught crap from the other homeowners around me. That's how to get it done, Mr. Parrish. That is how to get it done. Pete at GCI has been killing it. Uh, I've heard you say a few times that you're not a false guy and tend not to run for it with P in it. Can you please elaborate? Corey Gibson, I live in a part of the country where it is typically, we're typically high FOSS. We just are. The only time I ever run into issues where I'm low FOSS, it's going to be in brand new construction where they've basically strip mined the entire area before they've, they've built on it. In those instances, I typically see low P. So for something there, that'd be a great time to do like a biosolid application to supply a little bit of FOSS. Because the only time FOSS is gonna be extremely poignant in uh, the health of the turf grass is going to be through the establishment period until it reaches maturity. And it doesn't require a lot of FOSS to get it there. So 
University studies show that a little bit of FOSS is um, much more beneficial than zero FOSS, obviously. And then a lot of FOSS is much more detrimental than a little bit of FOSS. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm not a FOSS guy. There's not really a, a great reason to continue to supplement with it uh, once if you have at least a little bit of FOSS in the soil. So I would say, I think that MLSN guidelines or something like 11 parts per million on FOSS is all you need for uh, turf grass to perform. And I think most standard soil tests are going to, are going to try and get you around a hundred parts per million. So soil tests are going to tell you you need 10 times the rate of FOSS than the MLSN says you do. So just something to keep in mind. Um, again, that's my, that's an opinion that I have. It's not, um, you know, it's true. You don't have to apply FOSS as long as there's some in the soil, but it's my opinion to be a no FOSS guy. How about that? Uh, for what it's worth, I'm applying RGS, Humic 12, and Air 8 at the highest rates biweekly. Just put down 1.75 pounds of N with 46.0 two days ago with PGR yesterday. Took some pics. Going to share in the long form later. I can't wait to check that out. Colonel, that's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, someone other than you called John a liar. I don't know who that was, C.D. Andrews. Uh Shoot, shoot me a message and tell me what you're talking about. I don't understand. I, uh, I'm lost there. Haters going to hate. Real humics and organics in conjunction with MPK and micro always win. This is true. This is true. Oh, Ray, who, who, who was that too? I, don't, I don't know what's going on there. I, uh, I, uh, I don't. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I don't know. Thanks for telling the truth about products. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, but unlike you, they couldn't accept the result. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Antioch Waffle House, five minutes away. Man, I hate that for you, Telly. Man, I hate that for you. Let's see here. Whoa. Ryan Norris here. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, My goodness. The chat is on. Fire tonight. Rob Hawkins, what is going on? Uh, look at this. Where did you get your Bermuda seed last year? The seed was coated. I got it from Dickens Turf and Landscape Supply. Um, I'm just going to try and fly through this here because I cannot keep up with this. I messed up and applied air eight at 40 ounces per thousand square feet when I didn't calibrate. The lawn looks better in the in the goof area. I bet it does. <laughs> that is awesome. Swap Bolt, what's the best lawn care product? I don't know, man. I do not know. The problem is, is that there's that's a loaded question. I can't answer that. There's too many options, buddy. There's too many options. You got to narrow it down. What do you think about DDT and fine fescue? Is that a serious question? Um, I don't know. I'm tempted to answer that. Let me see here. I may be there. I may be there. Uh, yeah, I feel for you, Telly. I feel for you, man. Ringer saying one gallon per thousand just to get good leaf coverage. Uh, you know, you know, we were missing GCI turf to have our favorites on tonight. Well, like a post boom sprayers or a single fan. Tip applied to a gallon are the best. There you go. What do you think about DDT and fine fescue? Um, man, I don't know what DDT is. I think you're uh, talking about a uh, an insecticide. Um, I think that was the one that was causing issues with birds or something. It was, it was a little bit before my time. I was born in 86, so um, it may have been phased out right around the time as I was coming up. Uh, and I know there was some controversy with DDT, like they were saying that, uh, no, it wasn't harming the birds. Uh, and then they were saying, yeah, it was harming the birds, but it's not harming humans. So I don't know. There was some controversy. I don't have an opinion on DDT. Fine fescue. Never really had to deal with it, so I really don't have an opinion on it. I do know most people I talk to that deal with fine fescue is they much prefer tall fescue versus fine fescue. So how about that? Uh, let's see. Mowing, real mower. Here we go. Okay. All right. Now let me get back down here. Um, Green County Fert, nitrogen, like 1801, green punch, lawn fertilizer, anybody use it. 
Uh, I'm sure there are people are, Rob. It, you know, here's the thing, and this is kind of what, you know, you'll hear from John is, you know, nitrogen is nitrogen is nitrogen. It doesn't matter if you use John's nitrogen or someone else's nitrogen. You know, nitrogen is nitrogen. doesn't matter, you know, if you want to use urea or you want to use ammonium sulfate, there may be an argument there that you're dealing with two different nitrogens. Um, but, you know, all in all, nitrogen is nitrogen. So um, the interesting thing I like about what John does with his nitrogen products is that he always has these little a little hidden twists in there. And I always think they're fascinating and uh, they are pretty, pretty neat what he ends up doing with that. I like that. Um, chat, smash that thumbs up button. How about them apples? Chance. <laughs> um, okay. Hey Matt, Steve Willie, how are you, sir? It's my buddy up in uh, further East Tennessee than I am. What weeds are you seeing in your lawns on your second application? Um, I'm beginning to see fireweed. Fireweed is coming up. Um, mostly I'm dealing with dandelions. I'm seeing a lot of dandelions. And um, I would say really that's about it. Most of them are pretty clean because I got aggressive uh, zone spraying with the first application. Um so, uh, plantains, you know, your, your buckhorn plantains, we've seen a little bit of that. Um, and that's, that's really about it right now. Now, in terms, those are broadleaf weeds. In terms of grassy weeds, I'm seeing the absolute gamut right now. It's poetry everywhere, a little bit of poa annua, poetry growing out of my ear hole on top of trees, on the side of trees, taking over entire yards. There's poetry everywhere in Knoxville. And then on top of that, orchard grass is just all over the place. You know, your your quack grass, your rescue grass. It's just, I mean, it's a total salad garden out there right now in terms of grass and weeds. Broadleaf weeds, not too bad. Dandelion here and there. A couple of plantains. That's about it. Uh, let's see. Bank <laughs> Street Boys and RGS don't fix Conor <laughs> <laughs> Bermuda can be mowed to the dirt. That is true. What is going on, Ryan Nor? That's right. I already said hey to you. I'm repeating myself. Got a shed move. How about that? Kentucky bluegrass lawn in Pennsylvania pull problem. Burn it out and then put a heavy pre-merge down late summer, early fall, about 1,500 square feet. Uh, yeah, you can burn it out. You can use a product like ethyfumosate to knock it out too. Um then you could also just wait, and eventually the heat of summer will take out the poet too. So it's kind of your options. I have the same issue with my neighbors now, and they cancel like I said, there's some true green. Uh, let's see here. Where is the lawn forum? The lawnforum.com. Oh, right. I hit a nerve with the MLSN, didn't I? Oh, boy. Uh, you know, I'm not a big – I everything – okay, so it, it goes back to, to the tests I've seen perform in labs. Um, minor amounts of K uh, were typically needed. That was it. And then minor amounts of P were typically all that was needed. Um so when I look at the MLSN, that's kind of the main two things I'm looking at is P and K. Uh, now, I'm much more selective about when I apply P and K. Uh, mainly, I don't really use P except for in certain instances like I was talking about earlier. But when I'm dealing with K, uh, usually it's going to be pre-stress conditioning and then coming out of stress is, is typically what I'm running fair amounts of K. So there we go. Right um, <laughs> straight up call it out. MLSN is garbage. Uh, I don't have an issue with MLSN, at least with cool season grass. It seems to be doing well. I will say that when it comes to Bermuda grass, that's something else. I've never used it on Bermuda grass, so I can't speak to that. On cool season grass, it seems to do fine. Uh, Brent Milo, throw down tenacity up down in the northeast, hoping this year I eradicate bent grass, get my Kentucky bluegrass lawn back. There you go. There you go. Oh, talking about that story you told about the company that had John stuff to thought it was funny. They couldn't accept that his stuff was that good. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it was just that he said he had it on the label, like, you know, and, and this is the thing, it, you know, what, what John Perry's doing is, you know, there's, there's other products out there on the market like it. The difference is, is he's a manufacturer, and so he's really dialed down his production process. He's just got it nailed down. And, uh, and for whatever reason, they thought he was selling, like, water, and that I guess the results people were getting was just it, well. They also accused us as being paid, CD Andrews. So I was accused of being paid and working for for Green County. They said Pete Denny was working for Green County, and they said Alan Hain were working for Green County. And I said no, it's not really the case. And I said you know uh, they started using the products, and uh, I think I, I think I I put Alan in touch with John Perry, and I think I put. Um, uh, Pete in touch with John Perry, and uh, and so you know, they got to use the products and got to meet John Perry, and then like him and said, "Well, all right, then I'll share his products with the world because I like it." So that's kind of how all that took out. It was it was much more organic than they give us credit for. They act like we have some kind of like mad, like mm, back room you know deal going on or something. I'm, I wish that was the case, but that's not the case. Best lawn care product, a real mower. That's true. Yes, sir, Connor Ward, a real mower is the best lawn care product. You're absolutely right. Tom Marlowe, hey, Maddie. Uh, should surfactant be used when spraying biostimulants, and should a surfactant be used when spraying a post-emergent? Uh, when using a post-emergent, yes, uh, I would. With, um, with a biostimulant, uh, should you use a... Um, surfactant um probably probably not you know i just i i can't really see the major benefit there um the fulvic acids are going to be so small in particle size that they should be taken in pretty easily um yeah i i don't i'm trying to rack in my brain on using surfactants with the biostimulant i just don't think it's necessary i don't know that for 100 percent fact so you may want to try it and test and monitor your results in two different ways. I just, I don't know the answer to that, to be honest. What are the results of your FERT test video that you had separated in multiple baggies? I don't recall follow-up videos. Is that what you're applying now? Yeah, that's, I've got bucket tests that are going on with that right now, Colonel. Um, that's part of CarbonX that's coming out. And CarbonX is going to be a whole separate fertilizer gig that, uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm working on. So uh yeah that's that's still gonna be months away before several months mm, at least another month before that video comes out i'm seeing a difference a week later no brown tips there you go uh what's small 6100 square feet less than the four app rate uh brown tips brown tips program before product yes sir back to nature yes sir dtt Man, I don't know what DTT is either, Matt Davis. I'm sorry, buddy. Are you testing out the Anuvia Organics looking for a better alternative to Milo? I am, will be, and I will tell you that the Anuvia products are going to be a better alternative to Milo. I prefer nitrogen from your rear. was <laughs> Colonel that's hilarious that's hilarious hey Alan Bermuda is illegal where I live noxious weed uh, but Connor it would look so good with your real mower you would love it uh, what are your thoughts on Milo versus Ringer Lawn Restore 2 uh, they're basically kind of the same thing it's slightly different analysis the ringer is going to derive their nitrogen from uh, what is it like protein hydrolysates, and uh, and so that's going to be the same thing where you apply it to the soil. The microbes are going to have to digest it through the digestion process. The mineralization occurs. The mineralization supplies the ammonium that gives you your nitrogen release, uh, and then they supplement with a little potassium sulfate to sweeten it up. So. 
Um, you know, really, it just they, they serve two different purposes, but they do about the same thing. So the preference is really on you. If you need P, run Milo. If you need K, run Ringer. How about that? Uh, first time on the chat, but this is awesome. Thanks, Ryan. I'm not gonna lie, this is not normal. We everybody is is next level tonight, and this is seriously, you know, some of the the, the private stuff that is coming in is is hilarious. Plus, y'all are doing just kick ass on the chat tonight. Hey man, you helped me diagnose Poetrib in my yard via email last week. It's coming up in patches all over the yard. I have to move now. <laughs> I'm sorry, American Troy. I'm sorry, man. Okay. Um, there is somebody text me a secret recipe for poetry, and I cannot afford to put this down. It is seriously like six to eight hundred dollars per acre to apply this. My wife is sneaking in. Do I sound cotton mouth? <laughs> She's bringing me a, a Coke for some reason. I guess I, I appear to be dry mouth. Uh, no promos here, baby. Look at that. Okay, so the, the mix was, it contained tenacity, and it had like a wicked high rate of Quicksilver. So I think it was like maybe six ounces to the acre of Quicksilver, and then it was also Exonerate. And all of those combined was like a surefire way to get rid of the poetry. And no, sir, no, sir, under no circumstance would I be able to afford that. I mean, again, it was like $600, $800 to the acre to, to, to even test it. And my out-of-pocket cost to even source that material to conduct that test would be several thousand dollars. So I'm, I'm not going to do that, unfortunately. Uh, I had trip on my dining room table today. <laughs> um, if I were you, American Troy, is you know take a week, uh, take a Saturday, and spend four or five hours and get out there and paint it with Roundup Concentrate. Uh, that's going to be your your best bet. Uh, that's why double dwarf tall fescue is cool season king. There you go. There you go. Your chat is on fire, man. This is so funny. <laughs> I don't know if I can keep up. Let me let me get back up here. Uh <laughs> oh my goodness. This is great entertainment. This is great entertainment. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I don't know if I have no. Okay, here we go. I'm caught back up on the chat now. Double Dwarf Tall Fescue is cool season king. Um, you know, they don't have any Dwarf Tall Fescues available in Knoxville. I don't know if it's a transition zone thing, but I got to look into that because I'd be super interested in Dwarf Tall Fescue. Uh, it'd be even nicer if it was lateral spread dwarf tall fescue. I think at that point, that'd almost be like uh, Kentucky bluegrass. Um, well, we'll check that out. Ryan mowed today with the Honda 1.75. We'll see how it goes. He has a, a surprise arriving this week. The sportsman, that's probably what he's bringing in. Uh, Long hair not, let's not talk nasty about Bermuda, okay? Because we all have our preferences. I'm glad you liked your St. Augustine and you liked your whatever you had up north, but let's not hate on Bermuda grass. Let's not hate on Bermuda grass. I heard it's a goat to eat the grass. And it... <laughs> First time here in the chat. This is real entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a goat. Uh, literally, let's go. <laughs> I had a spot last summer. This is my only time getting it. Should I apply a preventative fungicide this mid spring? If you're dealing with dollar spot in mid summer, I would say you're probably going to be deficient in something, probably nitrogen. Um, and some people say that's garbage that, you know, you're just going to get it when you get it. But, uh, usually I would focus on nitrogen, potassium, 
Um, and then, you know, maybe throw in like a, like a good micronutrient mix or something and then see, see where you stand. Uh, maybe midsummer do a little, a light spoon feeding app, uh, maybe do a couple of light spoon, spoon feeding apps and see if that doesn't help you out. Uh, it's going to be hard to time the preventative fungicide. So I would say the, the preventative fungicide for a curative fungicide, but focus more on getting your, uh, nitrogen and, uh, potassium squared away first. This shit isn't for your lawn stuff. It's for the goat. John Perry looks like Clooney. There we go. <laughs> Man, how would you suggest the lawn care nut get the Bermuda out of a St. Augustine? I would run high rates of, uh, I would run a max rate of atrazine and... Oh boy, what would what else would I run? I don't know. It's going to be centered somewhere. Maybe Sethoxidem. I, I don't know. Can you put I, Ray? Can you put Sethoxidem on Saint Augustine? I don't know. I do not know. That would for, be Bermuda for Bermuda control in Saint Augustine. Um, yeah, honestly, the only thing I could think I could do is, uh, uh, atrazine. Uh, that's right, Alan. The only thing you do is to, I'm not going to say to get paid. I'm going to say it's to get play. What you do, you do to get play. How about that? Uh, or get his St. Aug out of his Bermuda. That's right, baby rain. I like that a lot. Um, here we go. Dollar spot suggests not enough NK and micronutrients. Feed, keep down moisture, then fungicides, golf courses. All right. So similar line of uh, thought there. Um, NK, micros, and then fungicides is curative. I like it. I like it. Uh, but love when the blade's on right. Backroom, dude, just where's the backroom? <laughs> Alan, if, if you if you don't know where the back room is, then you've been doing it wrong because it's a bathroom deal. <laughs> Fabian just started working for Green County Fertilizer. All right. It's Steve Duncan, CEC rates 2.9 and 3.2. Other than bringing in tons of high-quality fill, how do I raise these rates? Stephen Duncan, humic acid is your friend when it comes to increasing soil CECs. The CECs of a good humic acid product is going to be around 500 or higher. Repeat applications of humic acid are gradually going to build that as it begins to agglomerate the soil, increase soil surface area. Um, and with that, you'll begin to drive root mass. And with that development of root mass, you'll begin to generate much more organic matter into the soil and then have a bit of a higher self-sustaining soil with a better carbon footprint. So increase your CECs with applications of humic acid or just carbon in general. I burnt some areas with herbicide and Pete from GC, I recommended to spoon feed those areas. Yep, that's a good, that's a good, Pete had a good idea on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dallas grass, hate it. Got some MSMA target six point and sprayed it per the sticker two weeks ago. It turned white, but has new shoots of green leaves. So I do another app product or just wait. Brew night, I man, I don't know. Where did you get uh, turn white? I'd say it's probably not hot enough if that's what you're what you're running into there. Uh I know, man. Pete is up there on the march on subscribers. I am, I am way behind. I'm left in the dust on the on the subscriber game here. Uh, too too technical. Matt is uh, is is really niching it out now. Um, hey, Wisco Lawn, you're welcome, buddy. You're welcome. Uh, for the record, I ain't sending no private stuff. I'm out front and transparent. <laughs> Dwarf type. I, I, honestly, I don't have anything private from Alan. Uh, Alan, can I give your cell phone number on the live chat right now? Uh, if you don't mind, I will do that. 
Ethafumisate in atrazine. Good call. Good call. Progress. 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 I'm sorry. I'm just now catching up to uh, – there you go. To the chat. I'm just now catching up to the chat. What's up, VW1972 bug? Had some RGS in a measuring cup, and it dried out. When I dropped some line in it, the dry RGS – and gravitated towards the line. That is bizarre. That is bizarre. It's alive. It is alive. All right, y'all. It is nine o'clock. I had a ton of fun tonight. I can't wait to go back and read everything in this chat because this is really hilarious. And I couldn't focus on everything that was going on. So again, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you that tuned in uh ray as always thanks for helping me out in the chat with some of the technical details uh all the names i see every week you know telly sigmund grass daddy thanks for tuning in ryan nor thanks for tuning in and being vocal uh cd andrews uh rob hawkins um all you guys man i just i love it alan Hayne, thanks for tuning in um anyway this was just <laughs> This is lots and lots of fun. Colonel, thanks, man. Thank you. Fabian, it was great for you to tune in. Uh, all of you. I just I can't thank you enough. Uh, real quick before I go, if you have not subscribed, please click the subscribe button because I'm being left in the dust. Uh, but anyway, seriously, y'all, thanks for everything. I cannot believe this is happening. Um, you know, this is just so much fun for me, and I, I really enjoy it. Connor Ward, thank you. Thank you, Connor Ward. Bill Blake, thank you. Party Girl, thank you. Um, Fabian, thank you. All right, y'all. Look at this. Pete Denny texted me, texted me right now. Texted me right now. There's Pete Denny. He said, my bad, man. I'm sorry. It's okay, Pete. Don't even sweat it, man. Don't even sweat it. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good night. Thanks for everything. Y'all take it easy. Have a good one. I always do that. I'm never prepared to end it. Now I'm prepared to end it. Thanks, everybody. Y'all have a good one.